Good afternoon, people. Good morning. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Cassie podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate you from Spotify, uh, Apple. What do you call it? Apple. Apple Podcast. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, today we have a. I say a very special guest all the time, but uh, this one is like. You can't get more special than this. Like, I've actually got family here with me. Um, uh, the one and only lady unchained. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so guest to finally be here. I'm not even going to lie. It's been a minute. It's We've been, been waiting. Coming. Back and forth. Dates, dates, dates. Yeah. COVID. Like, yeah. I'm I mean, guest. you're busy. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I am. I am. You're it's actually busy. crazy. It's actually crazy. I've been. I've been. You're so. busy. Um, how are you? Thank you for being here. I'm good. You know what? I'm actually happy I left my house. <laughs> I went on the train for the first time in, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've been on a train. You Everything know? is on Zoom. Everything is on Zoom. I live on Zoom. It's good <laughs> to be in person with people and actually talk to you. So, yeah, thank you for having me, man. Well, obviously, like your family, we talk all the time. Um, <laughs> but this one is actually for, uh, for the people. There. For the people there. I like, so this is what it is, right? Like, I always think to myself, right, cool, how am I going to start this when I think about having you on? And I think I always give a bit of context yep. of, like, how I know the person or where I saw them or what they're doing or mm-hmm. um, why I want to bring them on. And I was like, ah, cool, so where do I start with this one? <laughs> where do we start with this one? I don't one? know where to start because I should have written a list, but there is a list of things that you do. There's a list and of things that I do. If someone asks me, oh, like, Lady on Chain, what does she do? I would actually be done for words. I would be like, oh, she's a poet. Yeah. But that doesn't do you justice because you're not just a poet. I'm not just a poet. I'm a poet. I'm a facilitator. um, I'm a mentor. I'm an artist manager. um, I'm an advocate for life after prison. Um, I'm the founder and creative director of Unchained Poetry, which is an artistic platform that works with artists with lived experience of the criminal justice system. So you sort of touched on it there. Can I... uh, be a crap host and let you <laughs> let you just give us a taste of what you because I don't feel I'm gonna do it properly. Okay, so what you just might be to do in yeah, my introduction. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. See, thank you. So yes, okay, so okay, cool. I am Lady Unchained. Um, I am a poet. Most obviously, people mostly know me as Lady Unchained, yeah. a poet. However, I'm a broadcaster, so I do. Um, I'm a host for radio, National Prison Radio. Um, I have two shows at the moment: Free Flow. Whoop, whoop. We are actually up for an Arius Award mm. for Free Flow. Um, Oscars of radio, apparently. We've got Brenda, Lady Unchained, sitting there like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and then I've got Bars, which is obviously the new show. Um, yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, it's sick because I get, like, different guests on there. And obviously, these are big people. You get me? Mm. Like, other people, like, it's funny, like, Shem, you know, my yeah, little sister's yeah. always like, we're famous. Like, yeah. we're famous. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, this thing. You know, I interview famous people, yeah. you understand? So I'm looking at them like, yeah, I'm gassed. Like, this is mad. But yeah, I do a lot of things. I go into jails. Um, and this is all based on the simple fact that I went to prison at the age yeah, of 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was arrested for um, fighting in a nightclub when my older sister, your mum, wow, yeah, yeah. this is crazy. I've never <laughs> been able to do this. Um, your mum was attacked by three women yeah, and yeah. I managed to beat one of them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because the whole prison system is mad because like I really didn't see that as like I committed a crime mm. you know like I was just like my sister's getting attacked that's mm. right you mm. know so yeah that, I do a lot of things but yeah that's who I am basically yeah so uh, I guess you touched on that we sort of start from the beginning like I like, she was roughly around my age um, and I was 
a kid and my first instinct because i'm very observant even from a young age so my first is just like the family i know like something's happening something's, something's happened. happened like no. i don't know where my brother is but i'm like <laughs> But I'm not because I'm I'm a kid, so I've got yeah. I've, I've got yeah. things in my mind. Like, you can't ask questions because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a kid. I don't, again, I'm not bothered. <laughs> I would go play football. Uh, time went on, time went on, and then I just sort of got the whiff of it. Mm-hmm. I saw, like I said, I'm observing. I sort of got the whiff of it, but again, I have the, my mind hadn't really formed the idea of what prison was. Yeah. But of course, I know what I know what prison, but yeah. I don't like I don't really understand like. Like, what, like yeah, yeah. I understand like, that's where people, people go, go there. Yeah. yeah people go there <laughs> yeah, like, yeah but I don't really know like you know it's crazy that so it's crazy because that's how I felt like even you know going up to our auntie's houses in North London we used to walk past Holloway mm. every day like going mm. down to Finsbury Park going shopping not once did I turn around <laughs> and go oh my days there's women in that jail not once did I until they drove me there and I bust the corner yeah. and I looked to the left and my auntie's house is there I'm like oh my days this is a jail house it's the same thing when like family cousins tends me to, I'd go past Belmarsh all the I'm time. Telling I'm telling like, you. I'm, I'm telling you. I look at the mood all the time. I'm like, I don't ever register my he mind what Belmarsh is. Yeah, um, I think like, that's what it is. There's actually criminals. Like, there's actually the people, moves. like criminals, people. But the <laughs> thing is, I feel like, I think because of the, the life we've had, prison is for criminals, right? Mm, so, mm. you know, me ending up in jail is kind of like, raw, like, Brenda's in jail. Like, you understand? So it's kind of one of them ones where, you know, for a long time, I think I was also the friend that people didn't tell they got in trouble because I'll be like, what do you mean? Mm. So it's always you. Why is it always you? Do you like getting arrested? Like, mm. And they'll, they'll tell me, you know what, Brenda, when you're in a criminal justice system, like, it's easy to get brought back into the system. But I never saw that until I ended up in jail and met women who, not even women, I, I was 21. So when I met 18-year-olds, yeah, yeah. I was like, what you. is life? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is life if there's 18-year-olds in jail? Yeah, like, yeah. what did you do? Do you understand? Like, but... One thing that I would say is I met one person. I met my first vegan in jail. I remember the girl told me she's a vegan. I said, what's that? Because it don't sound like vegetarian. And she started explaining it. And I'm like, what? Okay. How are you in jail? What are you going to eat, sis? <laughs> like, but. They don't have vegan. They, they don't have stuff like they that. They don't have vegan. She had to go on hunger strike. Crazy. Because the thing is, and you know what she's in jail for? She went into jail for animal rights protesting. So you got to understand this is a real, <laughs> she's real down for the That's animals. Mad. And so. That's like my girl, like, so when she told me, I'm like, wow, you're down for the animal. You're doing time for the animals, you know, like that. And so when she was in there, she realized that they'll give her different food. But then one of the, as the inmates do, one of the inmates that works in the kitchen come and told her, you've been eating the food. We cook it in the same oil, hunger strike. So it's mad. It's mad. I think going to jail, you see that there's actually people that are human beings with loads of needs, with loads of like things that could have been dealt with before they even Mm. got there. But yeah, so... Yeah, so I was just like a kid, like got the whiff of it, like mine is in prison. Um and then uh I don't know, I don't know, I didn't really address it. I didn't really because I'm I'm not that nosy kind of kid. I was yeah. never was that kind of person, so I just kept to myself. And but you wrote to me. Yeah, eventually they told me, Oh, like they but they were so fun. <laughs> my grand like my grandma and Shabby mentioned they broke it down to me like, Oh, you got break that like right. and I was like, I know already, but I'm, i just thought let me act like I don't know. Um <laughs> Do you know what? Which is weird. I never told anyone, but they told. Literally, I remember it. They were in the room. They would know. Don't remember. And they told me like my grandma said she'd be like, "Oh, break it down to it." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I don't know, but I do know." This time, Shebby's not that much older than yeah, you, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. This is actually no it's good chance. Blind like, leading no. the blind. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, then I had to write you the letter. Um. I actually have a letter of yours. 
You have one of them? Yeah. Yeah. That's the legendary. I mean, I have it here. Is it chicken? Oh, you have it? Is it chicken yeah, one? It's not the chicken <laughs> one. I couldn't find the chicken one. I couldn't find the chicken one, but How I do have one. How many did I write? I do, you, there's a couple. There's a what? couple. I don't remember writing that too. Do you want me to read it to yeah, you? Yeah, go on. It says, Dear Auntie... I'll show you how you spell all of this. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Dear Auntie Brenda, you are lucky that I don't know where you are because you are supposed to be buying me a game. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Lol, laugh out loud. He actually wrote lol and then laugh out loud. So how are you doing? Because I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing fine too. I hope I see you soon. I love you. Yours sincerely, Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is funny. You can have a look at it as well. <laughs> That's hilarious. And this was my writing. This is your writing. <laughs> and what? Unsincerely. What did I put? Unsincerely. Yeah. Unsincerely. Yeah. yeah, this is where you're trying to, you're trying to write Yo, yours. <laughs> that is hilarious. Like, this was my writing as this well. This is not writing. far from my writing that now, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you did, and you did write to me also, and I need to find that letter about the chicken. I think it was either chicken, yeah, chicken. I think you went KFC, KFC. yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, chicken. "Oh, we had some chicken," yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and you told me how you bit into it, yeah, and it was yeah, juicy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm reading this in a cell, like, yo, I'm about to have like four <laughs> chips and peas. My man said about chicken. Like, and four it's the, chips it's, and peas. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the youngness of that. Like, obviously, yeah, I feel like personally, can I just add that? Obviously, we're talking about me, and we're talking about you, and that, but I feel like. With the work I do, there's so many young people that end up in jail because a mother, mm. an auntie, a brother, a loved one ends up in jail because of the fact that they can't talk about it with nobody. Do you understand? So for me to be at your podcast, like chilling, talking to you in a nice little studio, nice little setup, and must I add, mm-hmm. um, it's it makes me like really proud. You understand? Because imagine I come out of jail and I was on a matting, mm. like I got vexed and then mm. you're, you're young, you're angry as well. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, come don't worry, Usher, I've got you. It's like, and then we're all moving yeah. mad, do you understand? But we have overcome certain things and I think that's the main story yeah, in that. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was funny in a moment. Um, <laughs> so how long was you dev in? So I got sentenced to two and a half years. I done 11 months inside and then I done five months on tag. So um, fast forwarding now, which I think is one of the most important aspects mm. of this, mm. is you coming out now. Because mm. I think that's one, really it's one of the main things that I've like admired about what you do is that no one ever questions or tries to think about what people do after they're out. Yeah. So it was a question. I... So yeah. So what was going through your mind now after you're out? Like, what is the? I think. To be honest, while I was in jail, um, I done prep for work and that's like to get you ready for work. And it's so funny because most of the people didn't have CVs. Like obviously, I'd had a CV. Mm. I'd like, I've gone to college. So there's Mm-mm. things I had ready, mm. right? So when they tell us to do a CV, I'm messaging your mum like, this is just posting the CV. I'm not rewriting this stuff. Like these people are doing it from scratch. Like, and I remember in that, um, in that class, like they, the teacher showed me youth work. And I'd always looked at youth work. I thought, well, it's calm. Da, da, da. Mm. Something happened in that moment because I was like, youth work. I need to work with these people in jail. How are they 18-year-olds, mm. little kids in jail? Mm. And I remember thinking, I have to do something with the fact that I went to jail. I need to stop people coming here because this is dead, you know? Um, and when I got out, the reality of it was that the jobs weren't there. Mm. There was no jobs. Like I remember going to the job center and not even declaring that I've been to jail. Like, and they're asking me, why are you not getting these jobs? You look yeah. like you've got all the qualifications. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it's, I think overcoming it, like um, watching the news when you're on tag, 
seeing people going, going back to jail, reoffending. This is what, for me, the media was just always telling me, you're going to go back to jail. And it reflected in a way that I got arrested again. I didn't go back to jail, but I got arrested again twice. I was on tag again. And I think it took me being in a police station the last time. And there was like these young boys, they're probably about 17, 18. Mm. And we was all in one cell. And I wanted to advise them. Mm. How could I advise you when I'm in a cell yeah, with you? Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. And I think that moment there, it was like, no, I've got to do more. And yeah. obviously I had good so like, so solicitors after. And she, Cecilia, whole type Cecilia, um, was like, I'm not defending you no more. I, I, you've got too much to to give to the world. Mm. I can't I can't have you in court every day because mm. they will lock you up. Mm. Like, there's space for you in jail, mm. you understand? So I'm sure they don't buy <laughs> big space for anyone. Trust, listen, one thing that they say to you in jail is that you're going to come back. You're well, going to yes. come back. You see that in movies and that, and like, I think about, because a lot of movies inspired by real life, but mm -hmm. of course not everything in movies is true. Because it's dramatised yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. But I see that in movies, like the person leaves or some officers goes, yeah, we'll see you see again. See you soon, yeah. But I'm like, the like, mindset of someone to... It makes you crazy. To, to say that to someone walking out, like, oh, you're going to be back here. Well, why would you You'll even want to... You'll be back wanna... soon. They even told me that my cell would always be ready for me. You know, you don't... Yeah, that stuff is You have crazy. the same prison number. I should have bought my prison ID. You used to have the same prison number. And so when you go back in jail, you always have the same number. So that never changes. It's like your so national insurance number. So you would never lose that number ever again. You never even lose that number. Later, if you went 20 back. years later, that is your number. They'll That's call crazy. your number. Like, oh, you're back, guy. You like you just came in yesterday. That's um, crazy. I think, again, it is officers, I don't think, should be doing that. I think that they should be encouraging women to find what they need to do after, but because they don't know. I feel like that says something about them. Like, why this are you in a mindset where instead of assuming you're on the right path and you're, you're, you're happy yes. about your life, yeah. instead of promoting someone, uh, you know, positivity and telling them and giving them advice on how not to be back here. You're making jokes and maybe can like, oh, we'll see you. But like, do you know what? Even if I knew someone that had no hope <laughs> whatsoever, like I knew they were just they're <laughs> too far gone. I'm not in a mindset to be like, oh yeah, I'll see you again. I'm like, I think they've seen it so many times. And that, I think that is the issue that we have. There's a revolving door. Like prison is a revolving door. Like if you've got certain needs that are not met, prison kind of, you know, if you've got no house, yeah. I had a house. Like I've got my own place that like yeah. I'm used to my own company. Yeah. If you've never had a house, never had family relationships, like this is a home, this is a community, you know, people get used to that. Um, I remember in Holloway seeing people come back and I didn't understand because all I wanted to do was go home and chill with mm. my family, you know, mm. so I'm confused. And well, I remember why I got, would you do something like, to... Why would you come back? Yeah, yeah. And I remember saying one to one of the officers because I got a job at reception, which was apparently the highest paying job. I mean, I was cleaning floors. <laughs> I, I cleaned floors like it was a passion, you understand? Because I was just happy to get out myself. And I remember saying to the officer, he's a black man, and I said to him, sir, if you give me the next person's release date, I promise you you won't see me back here. And he said, you can't do that. I said, but they don't want to go. They don't want to stay out. Mm. I don't want to be here. Mm. And he said, Brennan, it's not that easy. And I remember watching one girl who had just been released come back, and I looked at her, and I was like, why are you back? Oh, I miss my girlfriend still. Yeah, people are like, actually, there's something like in here that's like, they just, they've missed it's, it. It's a, they've it's missed a, the process. It's a world they've that they used to. And you got to think, uh, when I come out of jail. Oh, wait, I just deeped what the person said. He said he she missed, she missed her, her girlfriend. girlfriend. So that's why she did something she to come back. She came back so she can be with her <sighs> girlfriend. I remember saying to her, you could have just booked a visit, babe. And she was like, no, it's not the same. That's why. Now, you got to think, again, it's like what I was saying, like, if you come out of jail and you've got nothing, the only people that you know are in jail, the only people that care about you, in your head, 
are in jail. Mm. I mean, officers become like, there's some officers that are cool. Let me not say all of them are bad. Mm. They they check on you like, are you all right, yeah. Brenda? Da, 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 da. You know, people get used to that. Yeah, yeah. If you come out and then you're back in an abusive relationship, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. back in a, a house with rent arrears and pest issues, like cells, cells are looking all right to you. How much is support is there for people who are out? <sighs> to be honest with you, if there was or that- did they just say, there you go. <laughs> if there was that much support, I don't think I would have set up what I'd have yeah. done because um, I, it was missing. Yeah, it was really missing to a point. I remember coming out and the prison them tried to, they contacted me and say, "Do you want to be in our newsletter?" And I said, "To talk about what? That I went to jail yeah. and now I'm out with no job." What, what did you do? Like, <laughs> what did you? And they were like, "Oh, but it's really encouraging to get the women to hear that you're out." And I said, "The women need to hear what I'm doing. And mm. right now, I'm doing nothing. I will contact you." when I'm ready and I'm doing something that is going to encourage the women that are in there. Do you understand? And they, they were a bit upset, mm. but I didn't care because I'm like, what am I going to, what if I end up in jail tomorrow? Like, what if I, what if I commit a crime tomorrow mm. that I end mm. up back in the place and then I'm reading my newsletter that I wrote mm. when I was out? That's mm. painful. So I think now, what I know now is that there's women's centres. Women's centres is a place where it's just women. There's no men allowed. You can do workshops, creative workshops. You can um, meet probation Instead of going to the probation office where it's very, I guess, male, there's just so much men, like some of them are cool. Some of them are just looking for their next new track queen. You know, with mm. women's centers, you go into the, um, the that place and you can get everything done. There's even some that have crashes so you can take your child. And this is a big issue because women that go to jail, most of them lose their children. So it's a battle of trying to get your house, trying to get your child back. And women's centers give you that support. Mm. But it's not a lot. And there's not many in London. Like, I only found out about women's centres two years ago. Mm. And I've been out of jail 12 years. So I want to go to the first thing I feel like you really started and embarked on. Um, the process of starting Unchained Poetry. Talk to us about the process of coming out, understanding what you want to do, what you're trying to do. And then actually going out of your way to become Lady Unchained. And then start Unchained Poetry. Oh, and man. what that is people don't know so obviously unchained poetry came from you know i never believed i was a poet i can't tell you that i wrote a poem before mm. jail i never put a pen to paper like text messages and social media like obviously we didn't have all the instagrams but we still had ways of no one don't need to pick up a pen this ain't pen pal life like this is not school mm. you know so i started writing poetry in jail but i didn't know it was poetry yeah, it yeah. was just a way because listen in jail everything is problems you say the wrong thing to the officer they write you up with the red pen the next officer comes oh you've been naughty oh everything you say. like i'll be honest the one thing the reason i started writing poetry is because these people made me fill out a form what do you want to eat tomorrow brenda oh it's nice isn't it joe giving you what they want what you want you can order cool ordered my food next day come was late to the pick up my food my food's gone they're giving me something else i said what's this they said your food's finished. The food that you ordered is finished. It ran out. I said, so why did you ask me to fill out a form to select the food? Isn't that a bit like, <laughs> why would you make me do that? Now the officer overheard me and was basically getting, coming closer and was like, this is not, a, this is not a hotel, Brenda. And I said, well, I'd like to think so. Cause if I paid to stay at a hotel and you brought me here, I'd ask for my money back. She was like, excuse me, written up. I thought, oh my God. So I had to start writing these things like, the girl over there wants to fight me. That officer is racist. Da, 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 da. You know, being in a foreign national prison, losing my identity. Like, am I British? Am I African? What am I? You know, 
all of those things when I came out I didn't I still didn't believe I was a poet it was working with like young people and doing little creative workshops and people actually kind of I guess I guess people heard my stuff and must mm. have been like oh da, da, da. and so I started it with a group of friends none who had been to jail um and I guess what happened was I basically wanted them to tell me what they wanted Unchained to be mm. Um, for me, I wanted Unchained to be a platform for people with lived experience, but all those people didn't have lived experience at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, it was one of them things where, like, this is your baby, innit? You've given, you created this whole thing. Now, if you had created it with four other people, and then those four other people are like, you've got a meeting, four people are not showing up. Yeah. It's just you. Eventually, you're going to be like, you know what? It's my my baby. I have to do it. And I had to let go of yeah. that group just because... It was hard because I wanted to do a lot and no one understood about yeah, yeah. what it means to go to jail. That's uh, similar because there was someone I was actually about to start this podcast with. It was supposed to be just me. Mm. I was supposed to be like book two hosts. But for some reason, well, for not for some reason, for their reason, which I understand, they didn't really want to, you they know. Ready. Well, they, yeah, they wasn't ready, basically. That's it. And I thought, right, cool, I guess I should do it on. But now I'm doing it and I'm almost a year in. I'm like, thank God I did this on my own. On your own. This is it because it makes sense. And I feel like, because I did it, because I deleted the group, everything, I just said, look, guys, I love you. I was getting angry at them, like, you know, like, I'm trying to set up things and people are not showing up. You get vexed, in it? I guess so you can't, you, you can't, can't, you, can't uh, you know, blame people for not having passion for something exactly. that they don't, have, that passion they don't have passion for. Because guess what? You didn't go to jail. I went to jail. So my passion is to make sure this story comes out. And I had to keep doing it. And I think it was until I met National Prison Radio Mm. And that has actually shout out my boy Jeremy quickly. Um, Jeremy introduced me to Joel Taylor, who's an amazing poet and author. And she was like, contact National Prison Radio. And I was like, what's that? And now the woman's looking at me like, have you actually been to jail? Because National Prison Radio is the main source. Which I don't think uh, a lot of people know. Yeah, I feel like the only people that would know about it or even listen to that are people who have been to jail or work within. But guess what? I didn't know about it. When she told me about it, and that's because when I was in jail, National Prison Radio hadn't picked up the way it is now. Yeah. Do you understand? So, of course, I contacted National Prison Radio. They hollered at me. They were yeah. like, come perform. I said, perform. <laughs> so they said, yeah, we're going to pay you. I said, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> we're like, what? Like, pay me. But I've got three poems at, yeah. this, at this point that I can perform. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take me like 15 minutes. I think they paid me like 50 pounds. I was like, 50 pounds for 15 minutes? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I remember being in the space and thinking, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, first they invited me to the, the um, podcast, not the podcast, the um, Outside In show. Shout out Hillary and Clinton. Um, and it's not Hillary Clinton from America. <laughs> Everyone always thinks that. But um, yeah, I got interviewed by two guest hosts and they were all, they're like, yeah, we've been Joe. I was like, it was the first time I'm looking at my myself yeah. in their position. Yeah. This is Broadcasting House we're talking about. Yeah. I'm sitting in Broadcasting House with other ex-offenders yeah. thinking, this is actually real, this can happen. And I think when National Prison Radio clocked that I was onto it, I think one thing that National Prison Radio said, um, and I've only found this out later, is that, I talk too happily about Joel. You talk too happily <laughs> like, about I can Joel. talk about prison and start busting up. Do you understand? Yeah. So uh, what do they want? In a way, it was like they didn't weren't sure if I was going to be taken seriously. Because like, this is some dark stuff we're talking about. Yeah, Brenda's yeah. always... But what happened is actually they got it because I would say some dark stuff and I'd be like, it's deep. And I start busting <laughs> up. You understand? And it's, it's, I think that's what's got me to all the shows in prison as well. That's why my audience liked me because... I will crack the jokes that they know they're sitting there mm-hmm. going, oh, my days, they don't change mm-hmm. the mad one. Do you understand? But they got that. Um, and I think it's just after that, the confidence just grew 
and grew. And then, of course, I met Arts Admin. Mm. And they were like, so you've done an event in the O2. I done my first event, which you was at, remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when I turned 30. I was gassed. It was like, I'm turning 30. I'm doing an event. Like, this is, this is yeah, yeah. magic, right? Um, How long ago was that now? Three years? Four? Three years ago, 2017, mm. 2018, was it? And, you know, that I put that on. I paid and whatever. I had a band at that time. Um, I had a vocalist. It was all, it was all different. It yeah, was yeah. like a whole new thing. But, of course, again, it's the passion. You have to do what you have to do with your own passion. And what happened was... Again, I was getting booked to places and it was one of them ones where Arts Admin, who I do Unchained Nights, they were like, you put this one on your own. And they said, come to the, come to the building. I said, cool. So, so you can have this place for free. That's where, yeah, okay, I missed one of the last ones I went to. That's where, yeah, 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 and I said, pardon, for free? You know, now I've been to jail, mm. nothing comes for free. Mm, like, mm, even mm. in jail, if someone gives you something for free, like, when do I have to pay you this back? Mm. Like, or how? Like, what do you need? So I was always a bit like, oh, what's going on? But they gave me the venue. They done the call out. They were like, put it all together. You want artists with the experience. They done the call out. I got me S and Tech. I got my my artists that I work with now. And I think even them, when I told them, you're going to perform. You're going to tell your story on the stage. And they're like, what do you mean? though? Yeah, they just can't. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean you're giving me a platform like, to, tell to talk my about story? That I went to jail. Yeah. Like, and I said, yeah, and I'm going to pay you. And they're like, and what you're going to you give me money like, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember them like, I said, listen, I want you to stand on that stage after you finish performing. Can we do a little quick Q&A? Two yeah. minutes? Yeah. No, Brenda, man. I wrote it in the bars. Did they not listen? Are they not going to listen to the bars? It's in the bars. Mm. And I remember them. Now you get these guys, you can't get them off the microphone. Mm-mm. But it was, it's the fact that, like me, nobody had given them a platform to say, this is what you can do. You mm. can share your story and help somebody else as well as helping yourself. Because it's a healing process. Mm. Every time you stand up and you perform and you tell your story, someone new hears it. You hear it as well. Do you understand? So I think, yeah, Unchained Poetry, you know, artists with lived experience, artistic platform with artists with lived experience. I think it's crazy because that all came from like me going to a Dragon's Den kind of thing, pitching my idea. And I only got selected to top 10. I didn't get to top five. Mm. And that would have been for somebody that's come out of jail, whatever, man, yeah. dead, like, it's long, yeah. forget about it. But I was like, bro, I actually done a business plan. Mm. I wrote it. Mm. Oh, I'm not going to just sit on that. Do you understand? That's, so uh, I had to push. That's one of the things I loved about it was like, I, I got to a point, like maybe 17, 18, 19, where I realized like, you know, you look at things like the government and um, and politics and whatnot, and mm. I, I take zero, zero notice of it. I really couldn't give two mm-hmm. and i know at some point i'm gonna have to because i'm gonna be moving out yeah. and i'm gonna be having my own taxes yeah. and yeah. working seriously so i'm gonna have to take some sort of you know uh, interest but right just now, a little bit just, yeah, a, little just bit. a little bit just so i can actually you know but right now i really i couldn't care less and one of the point one of the reasons is that i just don't see no platforms or understandings or representations of me and where i'm from and yeah. everyone else who looks like me mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that I loved. And one of the reasons why I have this podcast is to, and now it's guest orientated to have, yeah. to give people a platform um, where they stories, can come and yeah. talk because everybody's got stories, especially exactly. people from areas where I'm from. That's one of the things that I loved uh, about the Unchained Nights and whatnot is that you, it wasn't just you. You had eyes under yep. your wing that you brought on, yep. like tech and um, S. And, S. Yeah. and, you know, and it was dope. Like it was giving people platforms to... And we're growing now. Would I... By the way, just so you know, um, we are having an Unchained dinner at the house. Yes. So you will be there. And you can meet all the new artists yes. who are all 
Yeah, doing amazing stuff. Some people here and there, we talked to him about, you mentioned. I mean, they're doing amazing stuff. Yeah, this is it. And I think, you know, like when, I guess it's hard because you've got to think, when you come from that place, you you need to find something solid. And it's so funny that people are like, oh, she's amazing. I'm only amazing because I haven't been back to jail. And that's what amazes people that I haven't been back to jail. But the funny thing is, if I wanted to go back to jail, I could. Do you understand? I could because... It would be so easy for me to get caught up in a madness yeah. if I didn't do what I'm doing now. But I think the amazing thing is, which is what is not so easy for people to realize, is that you have understood that there is more. There has to be more. There, they, like there it's crazy. Like I don't remember when it was. I think I spoke about it briefly when I went at Central London when I was like, younger. Yeah. I realized, oh, like there's more. Like London isn't just. Yeah. South East London. Yeah. Is it just Thames me where you go to school? Is it just where I grew up the park? There's actually is it just the faces of people yeah. from the areas I know. And I think that's why and it's so important to take, you know, it's it's crazy that you you know, you just said about not in no interest in the government, but there's nothing for you to be interested in. If there were still um residencies where young people can be taken away, taken, you know, taken out of that block, you know, like what's interesting to me is I go to different prisons. And when you look at the scenery, Yo, like, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. These men have never even been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These men are behind the door, behind a big old wall. They don't know how it looks there. Yeah, yeah. Like, Do you understand? I think people highly underestimate um, the feeling of being in an estate for your whole life and then going to somewhere just, just not even far, just, out, just outside of London. Just outside. Just outside. And then just seeing a field. Like that already just there, just see this whole big field. Like it actually it amazes something me like because we don't get that enough. And I think this is why I want to do like you know my artists. I took them to I got invited to the House of Lords, mm. and they were like, "Pardon." <laughs> I said, "Yeah." I they said, "How Lord. we might, how are we even meant to dress like?" I said, "So this is what you do. Remember when you went to court? They're like, where are you going with this, Brenda? Remember when you went to court? You wore nice, nice pair of trousers and a mm. shirt, dressed like that. But this time you ain't going to jail." Mm. And they looked at me, they're like, you know that you're a twisted person. I said, but guess what? You're going to dress the part though, isn't it? And mm. they dressed the part. It's one of my favorite, my, the most favorite picture I have of all of us, mm. like literally. Because they've never been, I remember even us when we was getting there, they're like, are we really going? So what are we going to do here? Like, mm. so just shake hands, drink some free alcohol and eat some free food, really. Just shake hands. And they're like, yeah. And I left them. They went and talked to bare people. And it was, it was a feeling. When we left there, it's like, wow, we just done that. Do you understand? Like, this is a place where they would have never sworn themselves being like mm. maybe yeah, in the house of laws, they're talking about their criminal convictions and all their dead, all these people that need to go back to prison. Yeah. Maybe there they will see themselves, but unfortunately there's not enough things for people to do in order to keep them. I don't know. It's that you love doing your podcast. I love doing what I do. And I, I wouldn't want that taken away from me. So it's, going Joe will take that away. Yeah. It's understanding that there is more. And then the second thing is actually, having the motivation to drive to go and do something about it yeah um yeah so yeah um there is so much that the that you do one other thing i want to get to is um and I, again you need to explain this to me because i can't even fully explain myself but the book oh my god yes yeah, the book so we talk about the book so i have a that's book. all i can give right now the I book have, <laughs> i have a book coming out um next year next year and yeah well, I mean, it's crazy because, like, of course, I'm seeing it advertised already and I'm like, whoa, 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 pre-orders and that, what? Like, where? Sorry. Um, so the book is going to be a poetry book um, and it's about my journey. So crime and punishment. 
life in prison, life after prison. The book's going to be called Behind Bars. Behind you know, bars. because at the end of the day, my bars from Behind Bars are now my bars that mm. I used to get paid. Do you mm. get me? So it's one of them ones. But yeah, I've got a book coming out. It's actually a bit crazy when I think about it because I'm like, you know, I'll be honest, yeah, I've been saying I want to do a book. I want to make a book, man. No one's got money to write. Do you know how expensive mm-hmm. it is? And I remember this is how deep it is, yeah, because people need to know. Like, I think I will one day. You will. There's yeah. that. It's, there's, don't think you will it's mm. a definite like honestly especially if, if we're making one book in a family it's a follow on it's a follow on like, just part the way like honestly I feel no, like I actually better start writing down nah, honestly and I know you're a writer as well so it's just that you don't share your stuff but I know yeah, you're a writer yeah, but, yeah, a, <laughs> but you know what it is it's the simple fact that I remember being on the phone talking about my rent arrears to my rent officer like yo I need to you're not going to get paid yeah, da, 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 da. and she was like Brenda you know what I really think you should write a book. And I said, me too. It'll be really nice, isn't it? If we get the money. And I swear to you, I come off the phone to her, open my laptop, went back to work, email. Hey, Brenda, we would really love to work with you. We was just wondering, have you ever thought about writing a book? Mm. Yes, I have. I have no money though. <laughs> and they were like, don't worry about that. Let's have a, ch- let's have a chat. And then amazing publishers, like, you know, mm. it's what's um, the publisher? What's... Octopus. Octopus. Um, and it's mad because I'm, they found me on socials. It's like one of that, you know, Sarah found me and then she's like talked to her team and, you know, it's mad, but I'm making a book. I'm writing a book. You know, it's out next year. Mm-hmm. We haven't got the images for it yet, but, you know, I want it to kind of tell a story because I think what's been amazing about my journey is the fact that I think people can relate to me, um, even people that haven't been to jail. And in a way, that's what I need. I need more people that haven't been to jail to be able to relate to me because, for example, when I meet white women who say, oh my God, like, I've done that so many times. I beat mm. the shit out of people. Why didn't you go to jail? Because I'm white. You know, we've got to realize that the whole criminal justice system is a broken mess. You know, mm. we've got black people in care going from care to prisons, you know, then from prisons to a grave. Like, there's something, there has to be a different route. Um, so I think by doing this book for me, it's like every single person in jail, I want it to be available in all the jail houses. I want people to see, pick up that book and be like, you know what? I'm the next Brenda. Do you understand? Because right now there's a lot of entertainment and there's a lot of like artists that are doing, doing amazing music. But what happens is the stories that they're telling is also influencing young people into a different lifestyle. Mm. Sadly for me with my artists, they know they can't say certain things on the mic. Mm. They can't say it. Like it, Use a metaphor, use a metaphor, find a metaphor for it. Like, do you understand? Because guess what? We've got criminal convictions. We, we're known for violence or anger. If we put that in our music, mm. guess what? Imagine you get, go out tonight to celebrate. Oh, we just done a podcast. Brendan Katz has a fight. Mm. And in her poem, she said, the girl in the red dress and the girl that in the red dress happens to, the girl that fights happens to be in a red dress. Mm. You know, it, all those things could be used against you. So I have to be very careful in what I, I do. But in the book, I just want it to be, I'm kind of over not talking about race. Like, I think <laughs> it's one of them ones where I'm over it. I'm a black woman. I'm African. Mm. Um, I'm human. But in the justice system, I'm just a criminal. So what, what's, what, how, we, how would we change that? If that means, how do we change that? Yeah, so uh, this is uh, one of the positions in life where I feel like uh, stubbornness comes in perfectly because stubbornness is like this refusal to mm-hmm. not be oh, there's a quote about it, i forgot it's somewhere in my ipad but it's refusal about um not refusing to allow anyone else to 
identify you. Yeah, this is it. You understand that, it. you know, you have the real, you are within your own rights to identify yourself how you yep. please. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, like you just said, understanding that you're who you are, your name is what it is. It is what it is. Where you're from. Yeah. And that's it. And also, you sort of gave me a criminal conviction. I don't say I gave it to myself because I was def- I was defending my sister. You gave me a criminal conviction, and guess what I'm going to do with that criminal conviction? Mm. I am going to get paid. Mm. And I remember being in jail, and God rest Derek's soul, you know, saying to him on the phone, yo, bro, I need to do something about this, you know. I need to help people, man. I'm mm. going to do something with this, you know. Mm. You can't just put me in jail. And he was busting up. He said, you know how much man them go to jail and say all this stuff, brother? You're a joke, so. But obviously, he's not here to see what I'm mm. doing. Of course, I know he sees, but it's one of them ones where every time something positive happens with my journey, I'm like, wow, mm. Derek, are you seeing this? Like, you know, to be able to go on to Good Morning Britain mm-hmm. with Piers yes, Morgan. Yes, he was on Good Morning like, Britain. Oh, like, I was like sitting next to Piers Morgan, like, you know, and, and we won him over. You know, we won him over. You know, the whole conversation was about abolishing women's sentences of less than a year. Mm. And he took our side eventually because we tag teamed him. Mm. You know, but it's one of them ones where these conversations have to happen more at the moment. I know you probably don't know this, but they are trying to open 500 new prisons just for women. And, you know, 500 new, 500, 500 new prisons just for women, just for women. How many people need to be in prison? 500 new, 500 new prisons. Now. What's interesting about this if is... If you asked me, if you told me there was 500 prisons in like, <laughs> England, I would, I would think that makes sense. No, no, no. 500 <laughs> new prisons. So this is, this is where it gets complicated. Obviously, I had done the Unchained documentary, which is all about women in prison, and it was basically why they shouldn't go to jail, how women's centres are more better than sending women to jail. Now, this is my understanding of this. I don't care who wants to say what they want to say, but I'm going to say what I say, yeah. That whole documentary and all the reports in government have been saying that women go to jail for, I guess, crimes that ain't violent. So Mm. theft, like Mm. shoplifting, all these little things. You know, me not being one of those people, obviously. Mm -hmm. But that's mostly what women go to jail for, stealing for their children, you know, drug habits, all this stuff. Now, it's interesting that for a long time, we've proven that women are not violent, right? And then the Sarah, Sarah Everard visual happened right yes and the first thing that happened with that visual the next day was that the news all the media reports were like look at these women look how aggressive they are look at them violent they are who? sarah everard is the one that got killed by the fed yeah yeah, yeah. okay and they, they had the visual and all the of. people like for her lighting candles for her okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the police came yeah, and, yeah. Kicked, oh, okay. and kicked it all down okay, but yeah, on yeah. the news all the media reports yeah, yeah, yeah. were Look at these angry women. Yeah, Look yeah. how violent yeah. they are. And not so long after that, all of a sudden, the talks about the 500 prisons yeah, for yeah. women yeah, yeah. opened up. And now it's... So I mean, people I'm, use that as I, the... That's oh, how look at I this. see it. Because okay, yeah. for me, I see it as we've been telling you women are not violent. And then this happens and you're like, look at these violent women. Look at what they're doing. It's like women are not just cooking food and look having babies. Mm. They're out here fighting battles. Mm. Who? How dare they? You know, at the end of the day, that's what we do. We go to protest like, and we, we fight through word of mouth. Like my mm. whole poetry, everything is a protest now the 500 prisons i mean I'm, there's a whole campaign stop the 500 please guys stop the 500 follow me if you follow me anywhere just go and find it and i'll, I'll share it remember when i used to come on weekend releases i'll come home mm. for the weekend so with the 500 prisons they don't have that they want to remove that they're saying you should come and stay with me as my child in the jail house <laughs> huh? so mothers in their in their mothers cells with their children with so instead of me going 
on weekend release, I'm going comes. to see the child comes into the jail. Why do you want a child to come into Why do you want a child to come into the jail? A traumatic place. Yeah, exactly. This is my work. This is what. This is literally what I have to deal with every day. I, I, I'm trying to. I want to touch on the things, different things here that you've mm-hmm. done that people can go check out. Um, I was I had the privilege to be in one of your music videos. Ooh, the forgotten um, people. The forgotten people. Um, just briefly talk to us about why you want to do music video. What forgotten people meant to you, and why you want to do that music. Why you wanted to do that music video. So the forgotten people was commissioned um, as part of arts admins. Um, arts admins, the people I work with, but they basically helped me commission that. They done funding for it. Um, and I worked with an amazing um, uh, videographer and filmmaker, Tracy. Um, also, my Ugandan sister, Large Up Yourself. But The Forgotten People, it's actually funny. The poem was written when Arts Admin asked me to go to Rotterdam for mm. a, a writer's creative thing. And I've never been camping. But like, it t- taught me camping. I mean, I was cool, but mm. I don't like camping. Mm. And the whole point of it was to be creative, talking mostly about climate change. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either about that either, like, you know, like, so it was hard. But I did write a poem about climate change, just yeah, so you know. Um, but then they gave us this day where you can go and explore this island. I was on this little island. It was, not, it was a massive island, actually. And I found this tree. And I remember, like, because I was the only black person on the island, do you understand? So I was a bit confused why this tree was here, you know, yeah. because for me, I'm like, the only time I've seen trees like this are like films where black people get killed, mm. burnt to death, mm. and, you know, this, they say their last words just before they die. And I went, you can go in the tree. You can actually walk inside the tree and stand in there. And that's what effed me up really mm. badly. Because I was like, why is there a space to walk in this tree? I guess it's a creative space. Is it a natural thing or someone's carved? I think they've carved it. Okay. As in, I guess it was yeah. creativity. But yeah, still, yeah. what creativity are you? Because my mind right now, I feel like you're about to hang me here. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> it's not creative if you're black. If you're white person, like, oh, this tree's nice. Oh, like, oh, like you're no. black. No, if I'm, you've seen too many movies. I've seen too many movies. Yeah. It's too much. So I remember going, <laughs> let me write something. And I wrote that poem, what, 2000 and, I think it was 2018, before this whole pandemic. I remember there was a lot of issues in regards to whether I was going to perform it there or whatever, whether it might be too powerful for the white people, you know, um, I performed it anyway. Um, And obviously when I got back, I told um, Arts Admin, this is what I've done. Then George Floyd thing happened. When they killed George Floyd, yeah. yeah, yeah, when they killed George Floyd, I already had this poem, right? But it was one of them ones where I was like, are you kidding me right now? This is, this is big. Like on TV, we're all seeing it. So I called all my friends and said, listen, Call me a little something about how you feel about George Floyd's thing. So in the poem, you have like yeah. other voices and stuff. Of course, like when they said they're going to make a video, I was like, I've never made a video for my life. Like, mm. and I have all my people in there. Obviously, COVID would not allow us to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had you, Shemi. Um, there was meant to be a couple other people in there. But for me, it is my personal campaign against the racism within the criminal justice mm. system. You know, when I'm talking about we bleed the same um, color. Like, you know, like if you cut a black person or a white person, we're going to bleed the same color. The only difference is the criminal justice system treats mm. us differently. Do you mm. understand? So I've been using it as a campaign to follow on in regards to the George Floyd, but more so the racism within the UK, because mm. we're always like, oh my God, America's so bad. Mm. So terrible there. Mm. The British, we're just really good at hiding mm. stuff. We hide it so well. If I never went to jail, I would not know that this happens. I- I nearly got deported as part of my sentence. Mm. Like, where are you going to dip me to South London, bro? Like, what, what do you understand? Mm. So for me, the forgotten people is about understanding that there is still black people being sent to prison for nothing other than the color of their skin. Mm. Um, and also, unfortunately, most people, even when you talk about white people that's going to jail, 
the poor, they're the more poor people. Mm. They're the poverty, like the the, the, the the people that come from ends, you understand? So, and even then, they still have a little bit better than us. The judge sees mm. them as white. You're mm-hmm. white, you know, mm. like, I think I wrote something where I say, you know, you know, white judges, like in a courtroom, there's white judges with white hair. They pass judgment on white paper. Mm. Everything is white. Like, it's against you, mm. you understand? So for me, the Forgotten People was my campaign to just show people that, firstly, I'm a black woman um, that's gone to jail and it's messed up. I see some stuff that I need you to understand. Yeah. It's still happening. It's not just finished because I left. Um, Everyone can go check that out, Forgotten People. That's out everywhere. Everywhere, YouTube, yeah, everywhere. You can find that. Um, two things. Uh, how where can people your show is on national prison radio yes how can people find how can people tune into so that so if you follow me on my instagram at lady unchained you will find the mix cloud in my bio um all the episodes are up it's actually ending bars so i've got my last um episode next week it's so sad um but we are going to season two come in um bigger guests you know more more conversation mm. but yes on my instagram you can definitely find that all of it actually really and, and listen i'm not one of those people i don't shy away from replying to messages if you want to message me you message me mm. like if i've got time i will mm-hmm. message you back i might even send you a voice note sister mm. like that, that just yeah message me message and me. that's for everyone everyone that is interested that wants to hear these stories wants to hear these voices go in and listen it's not go and listen 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 to the stories and also listen to the artists listen to my artists stories and also if you do have a family member in jail listen don't hesitate to contact me and yeah. i'll give you details for national prison radio because you can do song requests yeah, yeah. you can send messages yeah. you can do a lot of things so yeah holla that's something i want to do and I, I didn't plan on doing this oh okay um <laughs> i didn't plan on doing this but what's something i want you to do oh I did plan to do something that just came on my head real quickly. Okay. Um, do you have a piece that you can? <coughs> I'm sorry. I like. I, I didn't even think I was gonna do this. Um, do you have a piece that you have that you can? Like what? a short it doesn't have to be long. Just short one. What have I? I'll do trap queen. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be long. Just... I'll do. You trap don't queen. have to do all of it. So. If I don't do all of it, it won't make sense. So I just give something. Okay. Okay. Trap queen. Okay. Trap queen is based off of. That that went to jail and realized so many women are in jail because of men. Mm. Um, so sorry guys, but you know you don't need to fix up. But it's a trap queen, mm. and it's also based off of um, it's taken from that. What's that rap trap queen? Uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I heard that and I was like, what? Mm. What is he telling these girls? <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a trap queen. Yeah. He said he's in love with that Coco, so your relationship had to be on the low low. But when it came to doing time for that Coco, so your relationship became public real quick, cause see. He needed you to take the rap. The funny thing is, he probably would have got less than you if he can just own up to his crimes, but you was too keen to please a man who would never please you back. Do you want me to say the other thing? <laughs> you said a tease. <laughs> you People said a tease. Can go listen to that. Yeah, I think it's on my SoundCloud. Yeah. I think it's on my SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> I can more... do the whole piece if you want me to do the whole piece. Like... So, uh, go find me. Um, on this, on the social media, you find SoundCloud. Um, there's one more thing I want to ask you. Um, I have like my own understanding of what it is for me, but I want to ask you what your understanding is for you. Your name is Lady Unchained. Um, you do Unchained um, Unchained poetry. Mm-hmm. To you, what does being unchained mean to you? Oh, mate, to me, being unchained is being free from the ties of a criminal conviction, but also 
when I say free, it doesn't mean that I'm going to completely forget about it. I mean that I'm free from it in regards to I can talk about it and not feel some type of way, if that makes sense, but talk about it in a way that I guess kind of gives people time to think, time to understand. I just want to be free. And what I want is for people that have lived experience to be able to understand that with a conviction, you can do so much. So we're unchaining ourselves from the pain, the labels, the stigma, um, and just the, 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 the judgmental people that just think that oh, mm. you're going to go back to jail someday, mm. you know? So yeah, that is unchained. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you want to mention? Anything that you got coming up? Um, anything that you want to say? Well, honestly, my people, all I can say is, can you just keep continuing my nephew? Because guess what? He didn't go to jail, okay? <laughs> he could have ended up in a madness after I went down. Like, do you understand? He could have ended up in a madness. We know how the roads <laughs> be. So please keep, just, just shout him out, just shout him out in it. Because right now, I am a, pr- and I want, I want to say, I want to say auntie, but like, then I show that <laughs> I'm <do>. old. Auntie? <laughs> no, I'm a proud auntie. Like, honestly, I feel like what you do here, yeah. the setup, like, cameraman included, like, yeah, yeah. honestly, like, <laughs> honestly, like, just, it's, it's beautiful. So I think that you just need to continue. For me, what I would say to people is don't ever let anybody make you feel like because of something you've been through that you are irrelevant and your life is irrelevant or that you will never overcome it mm. because even if you don't overcome it, you overcome it. If that, mm. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Like one and last thing before my boy died, he used to say all these like little quotes mm. and he was really ill and he used to, I used to say to him, how are you like, what's going on? He's like, the doctors don't know. I don't walk. I walk at the speed of faith. Not mm. man. That's mm. why these doctors mm. don't mm. know where mm. I'm gone. And so I, I decided, speed of faith. so I decided to make a quote for, on his behalf after he passed away. And this is my life. Like, you know, people always think, what's Brenda doing? I walk at the speed of faith, not man. So even when it looks as though I am standing still, I have already won. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So when you are racing each other, Mm. like you're you're thinking, looking behind, like Brenda's all the way back there. You're going to get to the finish line. Brenda's just there sipping. Like, do you understand? So yeah, it's not, just do you, man. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. It's been amazing. Um, I really hope people enjoy and take something from it. My people, then, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Uh, if you listen to Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you. Uh, if you listen on YouTube, we appreciate you. Make sure you get involved, you like, you comment, subscribe, all of that. Um, we won't keep you any longer. Have a good morning, have a good day, have a good night. Stay safe, stay sweet, stay street. Okay.